the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, one God, amen. May his grace and his blessing be with us now and unto the age of all ages, amen. Today, brothers and sisters in the Lord, is the fifth Sunday of the Great and Holy Fast. And as we heard in today's gospel, we had the story of a, a, a tragic story of a man who had been sick with paralysis for 38 years. And our Lord was on his way to Jerusalem when he came to a pool of water that was known as Bethesda. And this pool had five porches, and in them lay a great multitude of people, blind, lame, paralyzed, all of them waiting for the moving of the water. Because once a year, an angel of the Lord descended and disturbed this water, and whosoever entered the pool immediately afterwards would be healed. And at the time that our Lord Jesus Christ passed by this pool, there was a man there who had suffered paralysis for 38 years. And not only that, but for 38 years he suffered tribulation and injustice because every time he tried to enter the pool, someone else stepped in before him when the angel descended. With God's grace, I would like to focus our attention this morning on only two aspects of this story. The first is what we can learn from the paralytic, and the second is what we should not learn from the bystanders at the pool. The first important lesson from today's gospel reading is what we can learn from the perseverance of the paralytic man. If you look at the readings that our mother, the church, has given us throughout this past week, you will see that one of the very clear themes is suffering and trials, and tribulations. This past Thursday, for example, when we celebrated the liturgy, we heard the epistle from St. Peter which says, Now for a little while, if need be, you have been grieved by various trials, that the genuineness of your faith, being much more precious than gold that perishes, though it is tested by fire, may be found to praise, honor, and glory at the revelation of Jesus Christ. That was Thursday. On Friday, the very next day, we read from St. Paul's epistle to the Hebrews, which says, If you endure chastening, God deals with you as with sons. For what son is there whom a father does not chasten? And these two and several other readings from the past week show us that the church is focusing our attention on how we undergo various trials and tribulations throughout our lives. But today, our gospel reading gives us a striking example of the trials and tribulations that we go through in our lives, and more importantly, it gives us an example of perseverance in the face of these trials. Perseverance refers to our ability to encounter trials tribulations, and suffering with uncomplaining endurance. I'll define that again. Perseverance is our ability to encounter tribulations, trials, and suffering with uncomplaining endurance. And this is very clear in today's gospel reading. The paralytic man suffered the tribulation of being paralyzed for 38 years. And not only that, but he suffered great tribulation and injustice every year when the angel of the Lord descended into the waters 
at this crucial time when God worked a miracle, when God manifested his care and his love to his people, no one paid the slightest attention to the paralytic man. Instead, they ignored him. Instead, it was every person for himself. Nonetheless, the paralytic man, in the face of this for 38 years, displayed amazing perseverance. He continued waiting by the pool year after year, waiting for a chance to be made well. He endured the tragedy in his life without complaining. St. John Chrysostomus teaches us that when our Lord Jesus Christ approached the paralytic man and asked him, do you want to be made well, the man did not complain or get angry or curse the very day he was born. Instead, when our Lord asked him, will you be healed, the man responded, yes, Lord. In this way, the paralytic man met the trials and the tribulations in his life with uncomplaining endurance. And the church gave us another beautiful example of this type of perseverance last night. In the gospel reading for the evening raising of incense, our Lord Jesus Christ taught us through one of his parables. He spoke about a certain unrighteous judge who did not fear anyone, including God. And a widow came to him asking for justice from her enemy, but he refused. And for a long time, this judge continued to refuse the widow until finally he thought to himself, even though I don't fear God and I don't fear any man, I will give justice to this widow because she is not going to stop bothering me. She's going to persevere. And for this reason, I will give her justice. And ultimately, what changed the mind of this judge was the perseverance of the widow who constantly asked him for justice. And so we see that perseverance can transform the wickedness and the evil in our lives into justice and mercy. And we see this in all of these stories. St. Ephraim the Syrian, he teaches us that perseverance transforms evil into mercy. He said, persistence transformed bitter branches and they bore sweet fruit that was against their nature. In the story of the paralytic man, his perseverance transformed the wickedness of his suffering and those around him into mercy. If he had not remained at the pool, if he had not persevered for those 38 years, he would not have been at the pool when our Lord Jesus Christ passed by. And if he wasn't there at that time, he wouldn't have received the mercy of God and have been healed. And similarly, in the parable of the unrighteous judge and the widow, the perseverance of the widow had the power to transform the wickedness of the judge into mercy and justice. Our Lord makes it very clear in the parable that the judge is unrighteous because he mentions how the judge did not fear God and had no regard for man. And yet the widow's perseverance was enough to conquer even this most difficult opponent. St. Cyril of Alexandria teaches us that the constant coming of the widow conquered the unjust judge that did not fear God or have any shame, even against his will, even against his nature, which was unjust, he granted her request for justice and mercy. And this, brothers and sisters, is the power 
of perseverance in the face of tribulations, it transforms wickedness into mercy. And today our church, in addition to these passages from the readings, we also have the feast of St. Sidhom Bishay, the great martyr, a modern, a martyr of the modern age from the, the mid-19th century. This man, as you know, was a devout Christian, and one day an accusation was brought against him that he somehow had insulted Islam. But of course this was not true. And they brought the most base and the outcasts of society to come and to witness against him. And they levied false accusations against him. And in response, he was judged by two different unjust judges. And they both condemned him. And then for days, he was subject to mob violence. He was lynched in the streets of Domyant, not just for a single moment, but for days at a time until he was at the point of death. He was at the door of death, and when he was at the door of death, they left him at the door of his home. And five days later, he departed from all of the injustice and the torture and the violence that had been done for him, and he received the crown of martyrdom. But we see during the days that he was persecuted that he persevered, he endured. He did not abandon his faith, he was not weak, but instead he remained steadfast. And because of his steadfastness, not only did he receive the crown of martyrdom, but on top of this, after the injustice happened, it resulted in justice being given, giving, being meted out to all of the Christian congregation of Domyant. When the, the ruler of Egypt heard what had happened, he declared that Christians now would be able to raise their cross publicly, that they would be able to worship in a more public way, and eventually this became the rule in all of Egypt. And that was because of the perseverance of Saint Sidhom Bishay. And so we see in his life as well that wickedness is transformed into mercy through the power of perseverance. And so today the message is clear that God wants us to persevere in our trials, tribulations, and sufferings just as the paralytic man did for 38 years just as the, un, the, the widow did in the parable of the unjust judge, and just as St. Sidhom Bishai did in his life. Perseverance is a gift of God that we acquire when we have faith and we are firmly rooted in God. All of us today in the church have seen some kind of injustice, some kind of tribulation or trial or suffering, not only in our lives but in the world all around us as well. And there may be even some of you, undoubtedly, who are sitting here today who are living in the midst of trials and tribulations in your lives, whether it be sickness, whether it be financial hardship, whether it be uh, difficulties in your family or difficulties and doubts in your faith. Many of us are dealing with some kind of tribulation. And some of those people might be wondering, why is the suffering so great in these days? Why do we have to suffer so much? Why can't we just be like other people and not have problems? The people that we see on social media, the people that are seemingly happy and healthy and have no cares in this world. And to these thoughts, the church responds 
with all of the readings that we heard in this past week and especially today's gospel. These readings teach us that suffering is inevitable. We call ourselves Christians, which means we follow Christ, we serve Christ, but how can the servant be greater than the master? If the Lord embraced the suffering of the cross, how can we expect not to suffer in our lives as well? If the master endured great suffering as we're going to commemorate when we begin the Holy Pascha week, if he endured the suffering for us, why, can we, why do we expect anything different in our lives? There is a time for each and every one of us when we must enter our own Jerusalem, when we must have our own Holy Passover, Holy Pascha, so to speak, when we must take up our own crosses and drink the fateful cup of suffering even unto death. This is the life of the Christian. And so today as we hear this gospel, we should learn how to act in the faith of suffering and tribulations and trials. The response must be perseverance. Because perseverance will transform the bitterness of that suffering into mercy and justice, joy, and victory in the end. Just as the paralytic man gives us an example of perseverance that we should follow, the bystanders at the pool give us an example of the lack of compassion that we should not follow. In today's gospel, a man lay paralyzed near a pool that had the power to heal him. And since the man was a paralytic, he did not have the strength to go into the pool himself. And shockingly, in 38 years, no one around him had any compassion upon him. If there had been one compassionate person there, one heart that responded to the tragedy of this man's life, this man might have been healed years earlier. Of course, the paralytic man received an indescribable blessing in that he was healed by the Lord Jesus Christ himself, and God willed it to be this way. But my focus here is on the bystanders at the pool, what they did, or more accurately, what they did not do. Instead of having compassion on the paralytic man, they left him with no hope other than his hope in God. They left the paralytic man to say to our Lord Jesus Christ, Sir, I have no man to help me into the pool when the water is stirred. Um, but while I am coming, another steps down before me. So not only does no one help him, but the other people around him try to take his place. It's every man for himself. And their actions are quite significant for us today because Today, brothers and sisters, we are surrounded by people who are in need. We are surrounded by the poor. We are surrounded by the hungry. We are surrounded by people who are paralyzed in their lives, maybe not in a physical sense, but perhaps spiritually. We are paralyzed by people who are captives to addiction. Everywhere we look to today, we see people who are paralyzed in some way, chasing after riches or lusts or all of the evil that the world has to offer. They are paralyzed by sin. What is our response to these individuals? Our Lord commands us as his servants, let your light so shine before men 
that they may see your good works and glorify your Father who is in heaven. Our Lord commands us to reflect his light in this world, to bring people to him so that in the end they may glorify the Father who is in heaven. Are we obeying this commandment in our lives? To obey this commandment is analogous to bringing a sick person to the water of healing. At the time our Lord healed the paralytic man, an angel of the Lord descended into the water and gave it a healing property only once a year. But today we have water that heals every single day. We have the living water of the church. We have the living water of holy baptism. We have this water and we can invoke the power of the Holy Spirit upon this water at any time of the year and bring people to this water so that they might be healed from destroying sin. We have this water, brothers and sisters. It's no longer just once a year. That was a type, that was a symbol, a foreshadowing of baptism. But with the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ and the grace, the era of grace that he ushered with his life-giving work, we have this water every day. We can now be like the bystanders who actually bring people to this water. We can bring them any time of the year. We should not be like those who are sick at the time of the paralytic man who went into the water and received healing for themselves only, every man for himself. No, we, shall, we should not be like this. Instead, we should have compassion on all those around us who didn't receive the blessing that we have received. We were all, or most of us, were baptized. We received the grace of God but now we want to share that with as many people around us as possible and bring them to Christ. People oftentimes say, well, I'm not a missionary. I don't have that gift. How can I possibly bring someone to Christ? It's true. God doesn't give everyone the same gifts. St. Paul speaks about the diversities of gifts that God gives to people. But he says, in addition to the diversity of gifts, that there is one spirit. So different gifts, but one spirit. It's the one spirit that will help us use whatever gift we have to bring people to Christ. Maybe some of us are gifted in singing the praises and the hymns of the church. Maybe through singing, we can bring someone to the Lord Christ. Some of us have the gift of explaining the faith Maybe through preaching, that gift will bring someone to Christ. Maybe someone has neither the gift of singing nor of preaching, but they have the gift of kindness and compassion. Maybe through that kindness and compassion, they will bring someone to Christ. And the list goes on and on. It matters not what gift you have received from the Lord, because behind this gift, there is the same Spirit. And that Spirit is what is at work bringing people to the Lord. So we have to embrace this calling, brothers and sisters, and we have to do all that we can to help those around us come to this water that can heal them from their spiritual paralysis, the water of holy baptism, which is available to us year-round, not just once a year. Today, let's take a moment and look all around us. Let's look at everyone that we encounter, not only in the church, but also outside of the church, and let us ask, does this person need help? 
How can I help this person? Let's look at the people around us with new eyes and examine whether we are living the kind of Christian life that will preach the gospel and bring others to Christ. A, a, a late Russian Orthodox Metropolitan once said, there are so many ways in which we should be the eyes of Christ who sees the needs, the ears of Christ who hears the cries, the hands of Christ who supports and heals or makes it possible for the person to be healed. May our Lord Jesus Christ grant each and every one of us the perfection of our faith to persevere in the face of whatever tribulation, suffering, and affliction we have, and also to have compassion upon all those who are around us, who are afflicted, to help them, to not be like the bystanders in today's gospel, but to be the opposite, to look at everyone with new eyes and to ask, how can we help this person? How can we give them a blessing and offer to them the living water that the Lord has offered each and every one of us? And glory be to God forever. Amen.